0: Scientific Self-Help, The State of Our Knowledge by Luke Prague Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Scientific Self-Help, The State of Our Knowledge, published by Luke Prague on the Less Wrong. Part of the sequence, the science of winning at life. Some have suggested that the Less Wrong community could improve readers' instrumental rationality more effectively if it first caught up with the scientific literature on productivity and self-help and then enabled readers to deliberately practice self-help skills and apply what they've learned in real life. I think that's a good idea. My contribution today is a quick overview of scientific self-help, what professionals call the psychology of adjustment. First I'll review the state of the industry and the scientific literature, and then I'll briefly summarize the scientific data available on three topics in self-help, study methods, productivity, and happiness. The industry and the literature. As you probably know, much of the self-help industry is a sham, ripe for parody. Most self-help books are written to sell, not to help. Pop psychology may be more myth than fact. As Christopher Buckley, 1999, writes, the more people read, self-help books, the more they think they need them it's, more like an addiction than an alliance. Where can you turn for reliable, empirically-based self-help advice? A few leading therapeutic psychologists, for example Albert Ellis, Arnold Lazarus, Martin Seligman, have written self-help books based on decades of research, but even these works tend to give recommendations that are still debated, because they aren't yet part of settled science. Lifelong self-help researcher Clayton Tucker Ladd wrote an updated psychological self-help, PDF, over several decades. It's a summary of what scientists do and don't know about self-help methods, as of about 2003, but it's also more than 2,000 pages long, and much of it surveys scientific opinion rather than experimental results, because on many subjects there aren't any experimental results yet. The book is associated with an internet community of people sharing what does and doesn't work for them. More immediately useful is Richard Wiseman's 59 Seconds. Wiseman is an experimental psychologist and paranormal investigator who gathered together what little self-help research is part of settled science, and put it into a short, fun, and useful Malcolm Gladwell-ish book. The next best popular level general self-help book is perhaps Martin Seligman's What You Can Change and What You Can't. Two large books rate hundreds of popular self-help books according to what professional psychologists think of them, and offer advice on how to choose self-help books. Unfortunately, this may not mean much because even professional psychologists very often have opinions that depart from the empirical data, as documented extensively by Scott Lillenfeld and others in science and pseudoscience in clinical psychology and navigating the minefield. These two books are helpful in assessing what is and isn't known according to empirical research, rather than according to expert opinion. Lillenfeld also edits the useful journal Scientific Review of Mental Health Practice, and has compiled a list of harmful psychological treatments. Also see Nathan and Gorman's A Guide to Treatments That Work, Roth and Fonagy's What Works for Whom? and, more generally, Stanovich's How to Think Straight About Psychology. Many self-help books are written as one size fits all, but of course this is rarely appropriate in psychology, and this leads to reader disappointment, Norman Chang, 2000 but psychologists have tested the effectiveness of reading particular problem-focused self-help books, bibliotherapy one for example, it appears that reading David Burns' Feeling Good can be as effective for treating depression as individual or group therapy. Results vary from book to book. There are at least four university textbooks that teach basic scientific self-help. The first is Vitan, Dunn, and Hammer's Psychology Applied to Modern Life, Adjustment in the 21st Century. It's expensive, but you can preview it here. Others are Santrock's Human Adjustment, Duffy et al.'s Psychology for Living, and Nevidan and Rathus Psychology and the Challenges of Life. If you read only one book of self-help in your life, I recommend Viton, Dunn, and Hammer's Psychology Applied to Modern Life.2 Unfortunately, like Tucker Ladd's Psychological Self-Help, many sections of the book are an overview of scientific opinion rather than experimental result, because so few experimental studies on the subject have been done. In private correspondence with me, Vyton remarked, You are looking for substance in what is ultimately a black hole of empirical research. Basically, almost everything written on the topic emphasizes the complete lack of evidence. Perhaps I am overly cynical, but I suspect that empirical tests are non-existent because the authors of self-help and time management titles are not at all confident that the results would be favorable. Hence, they have no incentive to pursue such research because it is likely to undermine their sales and their ability to write their next book. Another issue is that many of the authors who crank out these titles have little or no background in research. In a less cynical vein, another issue is that this research would come with all the formidable complexities of the research evaluating the effectiveness of different approaches to therapy. Efficacy trials for therapies are extremely difficult to conduct in a clean fashion and because of these complexities require big bucks in the way of grants. Other leading researchers in the psychology of adjustment expressed much the same opinion of the field when I contacted them. sampling of scientific self-help advice. Still, perhaps scientific psychology can offer some useful self-help advice. I'll focus on two areas of particular interest to the less wrong community, studying and productivity, and on one area of general interest, happiness. Study methods. Organize for clarity the information you want to learn, for example in an outline, Einstein and McDaniel 2004, Tigner 1999, McDaniel et al. 1996. Cramming doesn't work, Wang 2006. Set up a schedule for studying, all good at Al 2000. Test yourself on the material, Carpick and Rodiger 2003, Rodiger and Carpick 2006a, Rodiger and Carpick 2006b, Agarwal et al 2008, Butler and Rodiger 2008, and do so repeatedly, with 24 hours or more between study sessions, Rohrer and Taylor 2006, Seabrook et al 2005, Cepeda et al 2006. Rohrer et al. 2005, Karpik and Roediger 2007. Basically, use on key. To retain studied information more effectively, try acrostics, Hermann et al. 2002, the link method, Iaxeno 1996, in 1997, and the method of loci, Masson and Viterot Plunek 2006, Moen and Debeni 2004, Moen de Beni 2005. Productivity. Unfortunately, there have been fewer experimental studies on effective productivity and time management methods than there have been on effective study methods. For an overview of scientific opinion on productivity, I recommend pages 121 to 126 of Psychology Applied to Modern Life. According to those pages, common advice from professionals includes. Doing the right tasks is more important than doing your tasks efficiently. In fact, too much concern for efficiency is a leading cause of procrastination. Say no more often and use your time for tasks that really matter. Delegate responsibility as often as possible. Throw away unimportant tasks and items. Keep a record of your time use. Quantified self can help. Write down your goals. Break them down into smaller goals, and break these into manageable tasks. Schedule these tasks into your calendar. Process notes and emails only once. Tackle one task at a time, and group similar tasks together. Make use of your downtime, plane rides, bus rides, Doctor's office waitings. These days, many of your tasks can be completed on your smartphone. Why the dearth of experimental research on productivity? A leading researcher on the topic, Pierre Steele, explained to me in personal communication. Fields tend to progress from description to experimentation, and the procrastination field is just starting to move towards that direction. There really isn't very much directly done on procrastination, but there is more for the broader field of self regulation it should transfer as the fundamentals are the same. For example, I would bet everything I own that goal-setting works, as there are about a thousand studies on it in the motivational field, just not specifically on procrastination. On the other hand, we are building a behavioral lab so we can test many of these techniques head-to-head, something that sorely needs to be done. Steele's book on the subject is The Procrastination Equation, which I highly recommend. Happiness. There is an abundance of research on factors that correlate with subjective well-being, Individuals' own assessments of their happiness and life satisfaction. Factors that don't correlate much with happiness include age, 3 gender, 4 parenthood, 5 intelligence, 6 physical attractiveness, 7 and money, 8 as long as you're above the poverty line. Factors that correlate moderately with happiness include health, 9 social activity, 10 and religiosity. 11 factors that correlate strongly with happiness include genetics, 12 love and relationship satisfaction. 13 and work satisfaction.14. For many of these factors, a causal link to happiness has also been demonstrated with some confidence, but that story is too complicated to tell in this short article. Conclusions. Many compassionate professionals have modeled their careers after George Miller's, 1969, call to give psychology away to the masses as a means of promoting human welfare. As a result, hundreds of experimental studies have been done to test which self-help methods work, and which do not. We humans can use this knowledge to achieve our goals. But much work remains to be done. Many features of human psychology and behavior are not well understood, and many self help methods recommended by popular and academic authors have not yet been experimentally tested. If you are considering psychology research as a career path, and you want to 1. improve human welfare, 2. get research funding, 3. explore an underdeveloped area of research, and, 4, have the chance to write a best-selling self-help book once you've done some of your research, then please consider a career of experimentally testing different self-help methods. Humanity will thank you for it. Next post, how to beat procrastination. Notes. 1. Read a nice overview of the literature in Bergsma, do self-help books help? 2008. 2. I recommend the 10th edition, which has large improvements over the 9th edition, including 4,500 new citations. 3. Age and happiness are unrelated, Licken 1999, age accounting for less than 1% of the variation in people's happiness, Engelhardt 1990, Myers and Diener 1997. 4. Despite being treated for depressive disorders twice as often as men, Nolan Hoxima 2002, women report just as high levels of well-being as men do, Myers 1992. 5. Apparently, the joys and stresses of parenthood balance each other out, as people with and without children are equally happy, Argyle 2001. 6. Both IQ and educational attainment appear to be unrelated to happiness, Diener et al. 2009, Ross and Van Willigan 1997. 7. Good-looking people enjoy huge advantages, but do not report greater happiness than others, Diener et al. 1995. 8. The correlation between income and happiness is surprisingly weak, Diener and Seligman 2004, Diener et al. 1993, Johnson and Kruger 2006. One problem may be that higher income contributes to greater materialism, which impedes happiness, Frey and Stutzer 2002, Kasser et al. 2004, Solberg et al. 2002, Kasser 2002, Van Boven 2005, Nickerson et al. 2003, Kahneman et al. 2006. 9. Those with disabling health conditions are happier than you might think, Myers 1992, Reset al. 2005, Argyle 1999. 10. Those who are satisfied with their social life are moderately more happy than others, Diener and Seligman 2004, Myers 1999, Diener and Seligman 2002. 11. Religiosity correlates with happiness, Abdul Kalak 2005, Myers 2008, though it may be religious attendance and not religious belief that matters, Cheetah et al. 2009. 12. Past happiness is the best predictor of future happiness, Lucas and Diener 2008. Happiness is surprisingly unmoved by external factors, Lichen and Teligan 1996, because the genetics accounts for about 50% of the variance in happiness, Lyuba et al. 2005, Stuba et al. 2005. 13. Married people are happier than those who are single or divorced, Myers and Diener 1995, Diener et al. 2000, and marital satisfaction predicts happiness, Proul et al. 2007. 14. Unemployment makes people very unhappy, Argyle 2001, and job satisfaction is strongly correlated with happiness, Judge and Klinger 2008, Warren 1999. References. Abdel 2006. Happiness, Health, and Religiosity, Significant Relations. Mental Health, 9-1, 85-97. Agarwal, Karpik, Kang, Rodiger, and McDermott, 2008. Examining the testing effect with open and closed book tests. Applied Cognitive Psychology, 22, 861-876. Allgood, Risco, Alvarez, and Fairbanks, 2000. Factors That Influence Study. In Flippo and Caverley, Eds, Handbook of College Reading and Study Strategy Research. Mawa, New Jersey, Earlbaum. Argyle, 1999. Causes and Correlates of Happiness. In Kahneman, Diener, and Schwartz, Eds, Well-Being, The Foundations of Hedonic Psychology. New York, Sage. Argyle, 2001. The Psychology of Happiness, 2nd Ed. New York, Routledge. Buckley, 1998. God is my broker, a monk tycoon reveals the seven and a half laws of spiritual and financial growth. New York, Random House. Butler and Rodiger, 2008. Feedback enhances the positive effects and reduces the negative effects of multiple choice testing. Memory and Cognition, 36-3. Cheetah, Steptoe, and Powell, 2009. Religiosity, Spirituality and Mortality. Psychotherapy and Psychosomatics, 78-81-90. Cepeda, Pashler, Vol, Wixted, and Rohrer, 2006. Distributed Practice in Verbal Recall Tasks, a Review and Quantitative Synthesis. Psychological Bulletin, 132, 354-380. Diener, Sandvik, Seidlitz, and Diener, 1993. The Relationship Between Income and Subjective Well-Being, Relative or Absolute? Social Indicators Research, 28, 195-223. Diener, Woolzik, and Fujita, 1995. Physical Attractiveness and Subjective Well-Being. Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 69, 120-129. Diener, Gome, Su, and Oishi, 2000. Similarity of the Relations between Marital Status and Subjective Well-Being Across Cultures. Journal of Cross-Cultural Psychology, 31, 419-436. Diener and Seligman, 2002 very happy people. Psychological Science, 13, 82-83. Diener and Seligman, 2004. Beyond Money, Toward an Economy of Well-Being. Psychological Science and the Public Interest, 5-1, 1-31. Diener, Kiesper, and Tove, 2009. Happiness in Leary and Hoyle, Ed's, Handbook of Individual Differences in Social Behavior, pages 147-160. New York, Bilford. Einstein and McDaniel, 2004. Memory Fitness, A Guide for Successful Aging. New Haven, Connecticut, Yale University Press. Frey and Stutzer, 2002. What Can Economists Learn from Happiness Research? Journal of Economic Literature, 40, 402-435. Herman, Raybeck, and Grunberg, 2002. Improving Memory and Study Skills, Advances in Theory and Practice. Ashland, Ohio, Hogriff and Huber. Iaxino, 1996. A further examination of the bizarre imagery mnemonic, its effectiveness with mixed context and delayed testing. Perceptual and motor skills, 83, 881-882. Engelhardt, 1990. Culture shift in advanced industrial society. Princeton, New Jersey, Princeton University Press. Johnson & Kruger, 2006. How money buys happiness, genetic and environmental processes linking finances and life satisfaction. Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 90, 680-691. Judge and Klinger, 2008. Job Satisfaction, Subjective Well-Being at Work. In Eden Larson, Ed's, The Science of Subjective Well-Being, pages 393-413. New York, Guilford. Kahneman, Kruger, Schkade, Schwartz, and Stone, 2006. Would you be happier if you were richer? A Focusing Illusion. Science, 312, 1908-1910. Kasser, 2002. The High Prices of Materialism. Cambridge, Massachusetts, MIT Press. Kasser, Ryan, Cushman, and Sheldon, 2004. Materialistic Values, Their Causes and Consequences. In Kasser and Kanner, Ed's, Psychology and Consumer Culture, The Struggle for a Good Life in a Materialistic World. Washington, D.C., American Psychological Association. Carpick and Rodiger, 2003. The Critical Importance of Retrieval for Learning. Science, 319, 966 968. Carpick and Rodiger, 2007. Expanding Retrieval Practice Promotes Short Term Retention, but Equally Spaced Retrieval Enhances Long Term Retention. Journal of Experimental Psychology, Learning, Memory, and Cognition, 33 4, 704 719. Lucas and Diener, 2008. Personality and Subjective Well Being. In John, Robbins, and Pervin, eds. Handbook of Personality, Theory and Research, pages 796 814. New York, Bilford. Lubomirsky, Sheldon, and Shkadi, 2005. Pursuing Happiness, the Architecture of Sustainable Change. Review of General Psychology, 9 2, 111 131. Licken and Telligen, 1996. Happiness is a Stochastic Phenomenon. Psychological Science, 7, 186-189. Licken, 1999. Happiness, the Nature and Nurture of Joy and Contentment. New York, St. Martins. Masson and Viterrat Plunek, 2006. The Role of Proactive Interference in Mnemonic Techniques. Memory, 14, 189-196. McDaniel, Waddill, and Shakespeare, 1996. Study Strategies, Interest, and Learning from Text, the Application of Material-Appropriate Processing. In Herman, McAvoy, Herzog, Hertel, and Johnson, Eds, Basic and Applied Memory Research, Theory and Context, Volume 1. Mawa, New Jersey, Erlbaum. Miller, 1969. On Turning Psychology Over to the Unwashed. Psychology Today, 3-7, 53-54, 66-68, 70 72, 74. Moen de Benny, 2004. Studying passages with the loci method, are subject generated more effective than experiment or supplied loci? Journal of Mental Imagery, 28 3 4, 75 86. Moen de Benny, 2005. Stressing the efficacy of the loci method, oral presentation and the subject generation of the loci pathway with expository passages. Applied Cognitive Psychology, 19 1, 95 106. Myers, 1992. The Pursuit of Happiness, Who is Happy, and Why? New York, Morrow. Myers and Diener, 1995. Who is Happy? Psychological Science, 6, 10-19. Myers and Diener, 1997. The Pursuit of Happiness. Scientific American, Special Issue 7, 40-43. Myers, 1999. Close Relationships and Quality of Life. In Kahneman, Diener, and Schwartz, eds, Well-Being, The Foundations of Hedonic Psychology. New York, Sage. Myers, 2008. Religion and Human Flourishing. In Eden Larson, eds, The Science of Subjective Well-Being, pages 323-346. New York, Guilford. Nickerson, Schwartz, Diener, and Kahneman, 2003. Zeroing in on the Dark Side of the American Dream, a Closer Look at the Negative Consequences of the Goal for Financial Success. Psychological Science, fourteen six, five 531-536. Nolan Hoxima, 2002. Gender Differences in Depression. In Gottlieb and Hammond, Ed's, Handbook of Depression. New York, Guilford. Proul, Helms, and Cheryl, 2007. Marital Quality and Personal Well-Being, A Meta-Analysis. Journal of Marriage and Family, 69. 576-593. Rodiger and Karpik, 2006a. Test-enhanced learning, taking memory tests improves long-term retention. Psychological science, 17, 249-255. Rodiger and Karpik, 2006b. The power of testing memory, basic research and implications for educational practice. Perspectives on psychological science, 1-3, 181-210. Reese, Lowenstein, Varin, Jepson, Fagerlin, and Ubel, 2005. Ignorance of Hedonic Adaptation to Hemodialysis, a study using ecological momentary assessment. Journal of Experimental Psychology, General, 134, 3-9. Rohrer and Taylor, 2006. The Effects of Overlearning and Distributed Practice on the Retention of Mathematics Knowledge. Applied Cognitive Psychology, 20, 1209-1224. Rohrer, Taylor, Paschler, Wickstead, and Cepeda, 2005. The Effect of Overlearning on Long-Term Retention. Applied Cognitive Psychology, 19, 361-374. Ross and Van Willigan, 1997. Education and the Subjective Quality of Life. Journal of Health and Social Behavior, 38, 275-297. Seabrook, Brown, and Solity, 2005. Distributed in Mass Practice, from Laboratory to Classroom. Applied Cognitive Psychology, 19 1, 107 107 122. Solberg, Diener, Wirtz, Lucas, and Orshi, 2002. Wanting, Having, and Satisfaction Examining the Role of Desire Discrepancies in Satisfaction with Income. Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 83 3, 725 to 734. Stuba, Postuma, Boomsa, and DeGoyce, 2005. Heritability and Life Satisfaction in Adults, a Twin Family Study. Psychological Medicine, 35, 1581-1588. Tigner, 1999. Putting Memory Research to Good Use, Hints from Cognitive Psychology. College Teaching, 47 149-151. Van Boven, 2005. Experientialism, Materialism, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Review of General Psychology, War, 1999. Well-Being in the Workplace. In Kahneman, Diener, and Schwartz, Eds, Well-Being, The Foundations of Hedonic Psychology. New York, Sage. Wong, 2006. Essential Study Skills. Boston, Houghton Mifflin. Werthen, 1997. Resiliency of bizarreness effects under varying conditions of verbal and imaginal elaboration and list composition. Journal of Mental Imagery, 21, 167-194. Thanks for listening to help us out with the Nonlinear Library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.